Hello and welcome to episode number 29 of the Hillcrest Duo. Today is Saturday, April the 9th, 2016. I am Metal John on Twitter at Metal John Radio. And as always, the other half of the Hillcrest Duo with me, Mr. Brad Risto. Hello, Metal. I am out, Outsider Brad on Twitter. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. A pretty good week I'm, uh, for the television shows that actually aired. Yeah, we actually got a lot to talk about today. Of course, we are going to talk about that big Walking Dead Season 6 finale, Last Day on Earth. Yeah. We are going to definitely talk about that. Spoilers. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Daredevil Season 2. We're going to go light on the spoilers with that one just because right. I'm personally not done with it. I don't mind having spoilers. I don't mind knowing spoilers, but I just figure we'll go a little light and just kind of well, talk yeah, some generic just... stuff with it. That's really TV-wise the the two big things we're going to talk about. A little bit uh, of Arrow because that, little, oh, that, yeah, that Arrow had, had a huge episode. Finally, finally, uh, finally a huge for, episode. They went two for two though. I mean, their past few episodes finally, and um, obviously Flash and Supergirl took a week off. Yep. Obviously Supergirl for obvious reasons going up against that national title game in basketball, but. That's not, neither here nor there. Yeah, and uh, the MTV Movie Awards is tomorrow night on MTV, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about the MTV Movie Awards. I, 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 I sort of enjoy it because it's a little bit of a parody on the award shows. Uh, however, their their nominees don't make sense when you got movies from 2015 and movies uh, from 2016 competing against each other. Yeah, that, they're 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 the way they pick their movies well i think they just have a different um year set up it's like no from... they don't because 50 shades of gray is nominated and that came out on valentine's day in 2015 daredevil is also nominated in the same category and that came out 2016 february well it just depends though um <laughs> uh what, what the cutoff date is i yeah. mean it could be from uh because i don't remember not what that it was. i'm being a hater i still well, enjoy the award show and it's from, it's and, and they've got some great categories i really do some love love some of their categories it's so an MT, it's the mtv Mute movie awards who yes, cares exactly so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that you're we'll never, talk about some of the nominees um metal you're never going to see on the um uh movie um uh, uh poster um, uh, best actor of the MTV Movie Awards, Ben Affleck. You're never going to see that one. Nope, you're not. Uh, we've got some news to get to. We'll talk a little bit news before we get to it. I figure, you know, we'll, we'll kind of start off with a little bit of um, uh, a recap of uh, small things that happened during the week. Uh, one I, I'm going to start with. I, I watched a, uh, another Netflix documentary. Got to th- give him a free plug. Uh, Bat Kid Begins. Yeah. It's the documentary about uh, Miles Scott, the Make a Wish kid out mm-hmm. in San Francisco. His dream was to be Batman, and uh, the people at Make a Wish put together um, and got awesome a lot of volunteers, day. a lot of help, and they put together a pretty awesome day for this kid. It got national coverage. It got yeah. a lot of. I mean, they had every news channel in San Francisco was airing this on TV as yeah. it aired. I remember watching this on it was the most line because awesome it, hap- it happened on November 15, 2013. I was watching it online while I was at my full-time job, but yeah. we won't tell anybody about that. Uh, anyways, I was watching the whole thing play out. Well, the documentary is all the behind the scenes, how the idea came about, mm-hmm. how they put things together, and they had camera crew basically with Miles and, and everybody involved the whole day. So it's just a pretty awesome tribute to just what the people at make a wish do and i'm very jealous of this kid because he yeah. got to be batman for a day he and got to be with i batman. didn't yeah well you're not sick well but anyways it's a fantastic documentary grab some tissues are gonna need them yeah 
Now, now for me, um, obviously, um, Fear the Walking Dead premieres tomorrow night. Yeah, um, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And obviously, they're on a boat. Everyone says, like, well, if there was ever a zombie apocalypse, that's what I'd do. I'd go out and live on a, um, uh, a houseboat. It got me thinking, like, what would my zombie plan be? And I have mine. I'm heading north. Because zombies, they don't have any internal heat, so they can't exist in the cold north. So you go up there, they freeze, and you're fine. Up to Canada. Yeah, but if you don't have electricity, power, or anything, well, how do you obviously stay society. Well, first of all, I'd have a fireplace and blankets, but obviously society is going to rebuild up in Canada. Notice on The Walking Dead, they never show us what it's like in any of the colder areas. They're in South, South Carolina, in California, and down in Atlanta, where it's always hot and miserable. They haven't shown us what it's like in the um, festooned north. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, I'm thinking more or less if I was to do something up north like you, I would go for like the shining thing. Go for like the big hotel, the big building, yeah. you know, that's kind of secluded and, and you know, you can hopefully get yourself a little bit of an army, get some girls, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, <laughs> get more girls, but yes. only let in girls. But somewhere uh, cold. Some, yeah. Definitely somewhere cold because they have no internal body heat and they'll just freeze. And the whole concept of living on a boat makes no sense because eventually you're going to run out of food. Well, th- th- that's what you have a fishing rod for. And just because there's a zombie apocalypse doesn't make you – doesn't shield you from storms, hurricanes, well, tornadoes. Okay, so there are some – Which, by flaws. the way, we haven't seen any of that really in The Walking Dead. We, I don't think we've seen a single rainstorm in The Walking well, Dead, there are have some, we? I don't think so. There are some flaws. But I guess speaking of The Walking Dead, I guess maybe we should just start off with the top, the season finale. Okay. We'll go to that then. Um, what did you think? What were your thoughts? Uh, last Day on Earth. Yes. Uh, season 6 – Finale, episode 16. Um, it was 90 minutes, but I think the first hour was kind of a nail-biter because you're just sitting yeah. there, you're waiting for something to happen, and all it is is our cast just keeps running into roadblocks. Tension. All right, we'll turn around and go back the other way. Whoop, roadblock. Tension here, tension there. I mean, it was basically like part of me was thinking, what if, what if they just got out of the van? What if they just got out of the RV there? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, instead it was like, I don't know. I just felt like it dragged it on for no yeah. reason. So, and and I know a lot of fans feel the same way about it. Then you get down to that last thirty minutes, which, wow! All right, things you happen. got everybody. They're in the middle of the woods. They're on their knees, and then you get the reveal of Negan, and uh, he goes in his speech. I mean, all of that was in the last like fifteen twenty minutes yeah. of this ninety minute episode, and that's basically what should have been at the first <laughs> beginning of the episode. Yeah, uh, and okay. they should have got to that sooner. And let's talk about. The scene, the very last scene, all throughout the season, we were promised one of the main cast members members would be killed by Negan when he's revealed. I guess we were just never promised to know which one it was. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, do something here. It's not that I'm mad at you, Walking Dead. It's just that I'm disappointed. I know if you apply, wow, this is starting to sound familiar to me. But, yeah, I was kind of disappointed in the end. I felt it was kind of a cheap um, cheating of an end. To just say, like, you want to know who died? See you next October. Yeah, you give a 90-minute episode. And I was expecting we would see the person or persons that were going to die or at least one death. I, I figure we would see that happen maybe midway through the episode mm-hmm. or, I mean, 
I just I, I, I honestly the whole episode was a big tease and normally I like these suspense filled episodes, but I really didn't get the suspense in the first hour. It was just, you know, really are you just gonna keep having these guys drive and park and turn around? And then the Carol and Morgan story just yeah. made no sense for this finale. I would have almost been better not knowing Carol's fate and let that be a mystery going to the next season. What happened yeah. to Carol? Where'd she go? What whatever, you know, where we where'd she leave off? I mean, I feel like, I mean, it seems like a lot of fans are 50-50. I mean, most fans, though, hated how this episode ended. Yeah, it and, was and, cheap. And, it, was a, it was just too cheap. And here's my problem with this. Because you had that last 20 minutes was pretty suspenseful. Negan's giving the speech. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing Looks the any, mini, miny, mo thing. I mean, it was so awesome that now to, to kill it and not pick it up till October, that suspense is gone. Yeah, cause because it, I'll tell you what, by the time October comes around, set photos are going to be out. Yep. People are going to know who's around and who's not around. Yep. And most people are going to figure out who's dead. Uh, assuming it's, it's, I mean, everybody thinks it's Glenn because yes. of what happens in the comics. And, and, you know, there's a lot of fan theories out there. I know you pointed out some people that have like, there's some enhanced audio you can find on the internet. Yeah. And, and, I don't even think the enhanced audio really answers anything. No, not really. But I think that they, they lo- they're losing their suspense on it. Yes. Now, what would have been better is if, like I said, if they trimmed up that first hour to try to make it a little bit more exciting, introduce Negan maybe at the mm-hmm. 45 or 60-minute mark, have him do his thing, have him whack somebody in the head, have it go to commercial, have it come back, even if it just comes back from commercial and – all you do is you get a close-up shot of who it is and have, like, the camera pan out to just see, like, a body with just, like, brains and guts everywhere. Yeah. Everybody screaming, mass chaos, and then go to credits. Yes. Like, that would have been a great and then ending. you have to then you have to worry about how they escape. But can I just say one thing? Yeah, Negan's kind of was – I mean, it's bad Jeffrey that Jeffrey Dean Morgan, by the yeah, way. Jeffrey awesome. Dean Morgan. You have to realize, you know, only killing one member of their group – it's actually kind of merciful if you think about it, of all the people they've killed. They've killed like three dozen. He's like, well, I killed one of yours, so I'm going to kill one more of yours because they, obviously they killed the doctor. If you think about it, he's being kind of merciful because he could have just said, I'm going to kill you all because you killed 36 of my people. Yeah, I, and I loved his line too where he was telling them, hey, I don't appreciate it when I send people to go kill you and you kill them. Yes. He's like, I don't appreciate that. Uh, no, but I, Jeffrey D. Morgan as Negan was awesome. Uh, obviously, we got to meet Lucille, oh, the baseball Lucille. bat covered in, in barbed wire. Yep. Um, just, I, I just hope, I hope he's around for a long time next season. Oh, uh, from, I mean, I'm, I don't want him to become a character that, that, like the governor where he's around, he's a bit of a badass, but they kill him off like by the mid-season finale. I don't want that. Right. I'm I, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of him. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of of of. I I mean that whole dialogue, that whole yes. speech he delivered, you know. And then you know, yes, he kills one. I I mean, I'm also kind of hoping he kills more than just one. Yes. Like, I mean, he. Is I think kind it's of... time that this show really does get rid of a couple of main cast yes. members, introduce some new ones, mix things up a little bit because we're so used to seeing the same eight or nine cast right. members like. Right, Every right. season. Let's, let's, let's face freshen it, what, it up. What Negan is in the show and in the comics, where he is still alive in the comics, by the way, so you can hopefully expect him to be around quite a while, he is pretty much the culmination of the whole allegory of what The Walking Dead is, that 
in this post-apocalyptic um, uh, situation, man is the true monster. He is just pretty much the culmination of all that in one twisted shell wrapped up in one area. Yeah. And I want to see more of him because he is an intriguing villain. Yeah. So do you think, based on just the way everything plays out, I, you think it's obvious it's Glenn? It's obvious it's going to be Glenn. And obviously everyone's going to figure that – you're right. Everyone's going to figure that out because – All you need to do is see set – I mean, we – Set mean, photos, who's there? of elimination. Yeah. We know it's not Rick. We know it's not Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see it being Maggie. Well – But – But – Definitely, probably. As soon not. as we see photos of these guys on set, we we're gonna know. Okay, you're alive. You're alive. You're alive. And you're just gonna cross them off one by one. And whoever's there the longest, and more importantly, I mean, if you do a little bit of research on Negan, you can find out he doesn't kill children. He doesn't kill women. So that um uh, only leaves a couple people. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing too uh, about the whole Glenn thing is, I think that they showed us a little bit of a hint because remember when Glenn got up, mm-hmm. and and you know and 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 they had a restrain him yeah. i think they were kind of teasing that you know because he got up that you know and they had to restrain him that that's it you know he he might you know that would be an, an extra reason oh by the way excellent work by the fully artist on the walking dead oh flap dude flap. i i don't know if you saw this but i've got a funny walking dead moment for you and okay. it involves sports go ahead so steve Yuen, the guy who plays glenn yeah yeah he is a detroit red wings fan Boom. And on Wednesday night, the Red Wings were playing the Flyers. Yeah. Steve Wynn sent out a tweet on on that Wednesday night saying, let's go Red Wings. Yeah. The Flyers' official Twitter account replied to Steve, let's go Lucille. Oh. Pwned. <laughs> oh. Ouchie. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was trending on a while for Twitter on Wednesday night, and I was in tears laughing. That is so funny. Awesome. Awesome work by the Philadelphia Flyers. Yay. Good job on their official Twitter account there. Got to give them some props on the on the Hillcrest duo. So uh, Fear the Walking Dead, Season 2, that starts tomorrow, Sunday, April 10th. Yep. Um, what are your hopes for on Season 2? I do don't you have, know. Do you have something I mean, you really I, want to see with the show? I mean, obviously they're all going to be on the boat, but I don't know what I want to see. I mean, they, they've said that you might get to see some uh, – idea of what the origin of the zombie virus is and that's all i'd really hope for is where it came from but they you're never going to get all that yeah you know something i would like to see more with this show i i i kind of like the whole what they did in season one where it's just the 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 panic and people not knowing what's going on i love that it sort of had that prequel effect but i think from from just a storyline standpoint and and just an overall visual standpoint to separate itself a little bit from The Walking Dead, I would love this show to be just really chaotic. Yeah, I want to see because obviously in those early stages you're gonna have the looting, panic. you're gonna have the panic, you're gonna have you know just explosions and you know and and people just killing each other that aren't even zombies. I mean you're gonna yeah. have that. I want to see that riot type the total atmosphere. breakdown of society. Exactly. That's what I mean. And I think if they put that in the show and just make it action packed and and you know it's like well you meet somebody and you're like wow you know this person's going, boom you're dead you know mm-hmm. and then you meet this person oh you're dead and, and I know we've got this whole plane thing from that mini series yep. that was on during the commercial breaks the flight 
Um, something's going to happen with that. It's mm-hmm. going to get introduced into this. I think it's. I mean, obviously clear. they're not going to be on the boat the entire time. Something's going to. Yeah, then you got the boat thing. I mean, I do like them kind of going to different locations than what we see with the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, and this has potential to be a really good show and could actually kill it in the ratings. I know it does well already, but I think that they can kind of get to that Walking Dead level, right? If they kind of make this more or less. You know, put everything that The Walking Dead doesn't have in this show, and well, and, less and they can kill it and if more they do. Just it. action, exactly. Let, don't let us get attached to any characters. That's what I'm trying to say. You in The Walking people. Dead, you get attached to the characters. On this show, don't let us get attached to anybody. Maybe as soon as we start to say, "Oh, I kind of like this guy," kill him. You are kind of sadistic, and you're kind of scaring me now. Yeah, I'm just throwing an idea out there. Okay. Um, but uh, another big uh, episode that involved a big death, Arrow. Season 4, episode 18 yeah. aired uh, this week, and we, we finally got... We know who's in the grave. We know who's in the grave, and it's the person I wanted to be in the grave the whole time. Laurel is dead. Well, she was getting kind of grating. Yep. And annoying. Uh, how everything kind of played out, though, it was a little little strange that Damien Dark is in prison. Yeah. He uses Malcolm and Andy Diggle to get the jewel he needs. Yep. He uses these other prisoners to basically build a mini army to start killing guards. Why doesn't he leave the prison? Why did he stay there? He stayed in the prison waiting for Team Arrow to show up. And finally, another big plot twist, he figures out who Arrow is. Well, he just isn't that smart of an evil genius, let's face it. <laughs> he finally figures it out, and he finally points, oh, you're John Diggle, you're Oliver Queen, you're Thea. It, you know, he just points, and oh. he just knows everybody. Yeah, it's like, wow, it how long me, did it take you to figure that out? It took me this long to figure it out. I am not but, that smart. But I love that, I just love that Laurel scene where he tells her, or he tells Oliver, I told Lance if he ever betrayed me, I'd take something away from him. Boom, stabs her right in the gut with an arrow. Blood's coming out of her mouth, out of her gut. I'm just like, yeah! I was screaming, yeah, at the TV. Oh, and then she lives, and she t- they take her to the hospital. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Are they going to actually it's have her recover? And then she you know, she whispers something to, uh, to Oliver. We don't know what it was. And then Yet. she flatlines. Don't know what it is. But, uh, but that, yeah. that show's going to take a few weeks off. They come back April 27th with episode number 19. Get there with him focusing on his revenge. Yeah, no I more. love Damien Dark, by the way. He is, I, I got to say, hands down, the best character on Arrow right no now. No more Mr. Nice Arrow for um, Damien Dark. Yeah. He's going uh, to be coming uh, with just as much ferocity now as um, uh, Dark came after him. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The stakes are high, and I like that. They finally um, have high stakes and um, a clear goal for um, uh, Oliver because they really didn't quite have that. It was kind of muddled with the mayor's race and everything else. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was just to um, Oliver, he was just kind of a nuisance, just doing things that kind of annoyed him. But now he has personal beef with him. Yeah. And I think this show could actually get back on track now because I felt, I mean, I've just disliked Laurel. I, I felt like her character wasn't interesting. I felt like she's taken away from the story and, and the coolness. And, you know, and I feel like Felicity is doing the same thing. Like this whole like love triangle thing between her and Oliver is just really mm-hmm. making me like, beat my head against the wall sometimes watching this episode well, watching the show but now that you got rid of laurel i i mean maybe we'll see oliver become more of a badass again like he did in season one yeah 
and uh, maybe he will start not showing mercy anymore and start, you know, start killing some mofos. And that's going to obviously cause um, uh, some people to um, uh, question him and blah, blah, blah. I'm excited about where this is heading. Yeah. Um, obviously, with some of the TV shows kind of taking a, a little bit of a break, I've been able to kind of watch uh, Daredevil Season 2 a little bit. I'm through five episodes. Yeah. Um, John Berthenol, oh, my God, is he a badass. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh, yeah. The, um, I love how this show just – there's no intro to The Punisher. The Punisher just shows up and starts blowing people away, yep. and I love it. And then just at the end of the first episode, boom, and you're like, holy crap, did he just shoot um, a Daredevil in the face? Yeah. And he did. And, I, I, okay, since we are about at episode five, what I would have loved for episode two, instead of it being um, a foggy running straight to him – you just do an episode of um, uh, basically everything Frank did up until that point. And oh, then yeah. you would get to it. They yeah. let people think like, oh, my gosh, is he, are they just going to go make it be a Punisher and, and even better? No, we could go light spoilers on this, yes. but, you know, you could, you could tell me this. Because one thing, I, I mean, I, I love how we're not really getting an origin story for the Punisher. Do we get that or is it all just kind of told – with, you know... It's told through dialogue. You don't yeah, actually okay. see it. Yeah, because uh, Karen's already kind of through that point by episode yes. five. She figures out that her his family's killed. He even had that speech where he was sitting there talking to, talking to Daredevil while he was chained up. And he was yeah. telling them, you know, uh, I've got nothing to live for pretty much. And, mm-hmm. you know... And, and, and he is a badass. I mean, wait till oh, you get dude, to some of the um, later so episodes um, that he's in. And they've... I mean, up in, even in the first five episodes, they fought like each other like three times. Yeah. Which is awesome, and then uh, and then where I kind of left off, we get introduced to Electra. Um, she comes in late in episode four. Mm-hmm. Most of the episode, episode five, is is, is her and him backstory, uh, some backstory, and and mixed with a little bit of present time. Um, so let me ask you this question, Brad. Yeah, yeah. Who would you rather, Electra or Karen? Electra. You think so? Yeah. See, I kind of feel like Karen's the type that you know you would. I would want to date, like have a relationship with, but man, Electra is definitely one I take to the boxing ring. Oh yeah, she's great, and she is just a badass. Oh. So I can't wait to see more from her because yeah, I don't want to give anything away. Before I mean, I know there's other. I know, um, I know Fisk returns. I know yes. there's like, I know some stuff happens. I don't know like episode. full full spoilers, but just you know. wait till you get to episode nine. Episode nine. All right, write that yes. one down. I'm ready. I'm gonna be. I think by the time our next uh, duo podcast is taped, one week from today on April the uh, 16th, I will be completely done with it and we'll be able to talk full blown about Daredevil. Yes. We're also gonna. I'm gonna go see Hardcore Henry maybe this weekend. So we'll talk about that next weekend too. But um, another thing we want to get to the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah. They are tomorrow, Sunday, April the 10th. Competing with Fear the Walking Dead. What are you gonna yeah. watch? I'm gonna I'm gonna watch them both. I'll figure it out. I'll probably just DVR Fear the Walking Dead and watch the MTV Awards. Um, okay. I'm not like a huge fan of it, but I do love a lot of their categories, like Best Fight. Yeah, that's a fun category this year. We got for Best Fight, we got Deadpool, um, which is uh, Ryan Reynolds versus uh, uh, Ed Screen. Um, we got. Oh, we got the Reverend. We got uh, Leo versus the Bear. Bear We got Mad Max. We got Charlize Theron versus Tom Hardy. Iron Man. We've got uh, uh, Iron Man and the Hulk uh, battle from Avengers. Uh, Star Wars. We got Rey versus Kylo Ren. That was a good fight. I liked it. Yeah. 
And then in the movie Spy, we got uh, Melissa McCarthy versus Nargis uh, Barkery. Wow. I, I didn't even see Spy. Uh, I, I'm thinking of that best fight category, though. I might have to go with uh, the Deadpool fight. Yeah. Although I'm um, uh, that- Even though I think based on these awards and these nominations, this might be a pretty big night for Star Wars. There's a yeah. lot of awards that they're up for. Yes, there is. And we will have a little bit on Star Wars in just a moment, obviously. Earlier this week, Star Wars Rogue One's uh, teaser trailer premiered. Yeah, I definitely want to talk. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but... You know, some of the other Star Wars mentions Best Hero, Daisy Ridley's up for Best Hero. Mm-hmm. Best Villain, Adam Driver. Oh, of course. He's up. Uh, I don't know if he'll win, though. I mean, the Best Villain, you got Adam Driver from Star Wars. You got uh, Deadpool, Ed Skrin. You've got um, uh, uh, Mad Max, uh, Hugh, Hugh Cage Bren. And that's going to be a hard one for him not to get. Yeah. Avengers, you got James Spader. Nah, he's not going to win. Meh. And then they got Samuel Jackson for Kingsman. I don't know about that one. But. That was a pretty badass church scene. Yeah. Uh, I think Tom Hardy may win it for Reverend. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he'll probably definitely get it. I mean, he was actually award- nominated for Best Actor, so yeah. well, Best and, Supporting Actor. Ensemble Cast. This is another good award they give out. Avengers, Fury 7, Pitch Perfect 2, Star Wars, Hunger Games, Trainwreck. I think Star Wars wins that one. I think Star, War- I think Star Wars is going to win What do you think about Movie of the Year? Movie of the Year. Let's go to Movie of the Year. Uh, they got Avengers, Creed, Deadpool, Jurassic World, Star Wars, and Straight Outta Compton. I'm going to go, well, that straight out of Compton on MTV kind of um, flummoxes me, but I'm going to go Star Wars. Me too. I'm going Star Wars. Here's where straight out of Compton's going to win. It's uh, Best True Story. You got Concussion, oh, yeah. Joy, Steve Jobs, The Big Short, The Reverend, straight out of Compton. I think straight out of Compton wins. Straight out of Compton is going to win something there just because it's a music-based um, movie. Yep. And f- by the way, congratulations to NWA on making it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, kick ass, man. That's awesome of them. So. Um, yeah, but that's uh, that's all tomorrow. I mean, usually the MTV Awards is fun. There's a it's, lot of good jokes. It's There's gimmicky. A... It's fun. It's um, it's it's cotton candy awards, but still. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, and and they kind of, you know, I I like the oddball, you know, awards. I wish they would find a way to do more of them. I mean, you get like best kiss. I mean, that's kind of cool. And I've always liked the best villain award. And um. You know, and then they you do your typicals, the actors and stuff yeah. like that. But, but I you like know, they try to come up with the the the, the cool stuff. But best breakthrough performance, Brie Larson's up. I hope she wins for mm-hmm. Room. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about that Star Wars uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. The teaser trailer was out. Yeah. Um, obviously, we already kind of knew what it was going to be about. It's the mission to steal the Death Star plans. Yes. Um, starring this movie, starring Felicity Jones, which, by the way. Brad, I loved her in Theory of Everything. She played Stephen Hawking's yeah. girlfriend. And more. And she was, she's cute. Yes, she is. I like her. Did you um, look at Twitter at all on um, uh, the day it was released and see all the unmitigated hate from misogynistic twat waffles? Yes. There's, well, you know what? Here's the thing is Star Wars is so big. They have more fans that love it than hate it. Oh, I and know. And there it, are people that are going to hate. There are people that are going to pick at things. I don't and, like it seeing women in leading roles. Why can't it be a man? That was my favorite one, just seeing it over and over again. Um, well, one thing I'm kind of excited about, this is directed by Gareth Edwards. Yeah. He, did, he did the 2014 Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to this. I mean, obviously, I'm going back to the um, uh, uh, sequel, prequel, somewhere between the um, uh, the 
prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. I love that. I think this could be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing what other um, people we see. If we will see, um, uh, well, they haven't even cast Young Han Solo yet, have they? So they can't really do that. Yeah, I think they're. I think that's going to be the the cool thing about this movie. I think there's going to be some Easter eggs in there. There's definitely going to be some cameos in there. I, mean, I we'll did hear. I personally didn't pick this up, but apparently I read this on a on uh, on Collider that some people claim you can hear Darth Vader breathing in the teaser. Really? I did not pick it up, so I can't confirm or deny. But I've uh, I've heard that people are out there saying that you can. Well, so which would might... be uh, which would be something I think you really, really have to listen for. Yeah. Um. Do, do you think he might make a cameo? Well, I don't know. See, see, no reason why he wouldn't make a quick cameo just walking by because obviously Darth Vader is well above this um a pilot's um pay grade and ability to fight. Or, or you know, maybe like some water cooler talk about Vader. Oh, dude, did you hear what Vader did today? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he just choked some guys to death and then. Threw him out the airlock, man. Yeah. So, you know, working for Vader, is it really like a promotion? Because, I mean, one little slip up and you're dead. You Congratulations. Know? So, so we should just not take that promotion? Congratulations, Metal. You've been promoted to be Darth Vader's personal biographer. Don't. Uh, I pass on that promotion. Thank you. I'm excited. Oh, I, I'm ready great. for it. I, I mean, and another. Uh, okay. It, Have you heard one of the um, uh, p- rumors that people think I'm um, a. Uh, that um the lead character could be Ray's mother. Oh, that's one of the um uh, rumors out there because obviously they both have British accents. Yeah, I guess and that's they both true. have the brown hair and they're both cute. And they're both cute. So there are some people um speculating that this could be tying into the larger Star Wars tell- tale being told right now. Yeah, that's... I'd be. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, some people are against it, some people are for it. I am one of the people that's for it. That this is um, a prequel story to Ray as well, but obviously, only time will tell in this regard. Yeah. All right, got some news news hits uh, for you. Okay. Uh, one thing I was thinking about uh, this week, I, I watched uh, the People versus OJ, the miniseries. Yeah. That just wrapped up, but it got me thinking because it was such a big story. Uh, when it was happening, I kind of feel like everybody remembers where they were when that verdict was read. Do you remember where you were? Ben? No, I was too young and I wasn't paying what? attention. Uh, you were probably in grade school. You're a couple years behind. I'm, me. I'm a couple years behind you. All I remember. I was, was in junior high. I was in seventh grade, and we were sitting in class, and they put it on TV to hear the. All I remember verdict. is I couldn't watch cartoons because they were it was OJ TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I, I know it was in the afternoon that they read the verdict because I remember I was in class. I remember what classroom I was in. I know Mrs. Seventh McGruber's. Grade, seventh grade English class. We were sitting in there, and uh, and and they and you know the principal made the announcement that uh, he's going to allow all classrooms to to you know to put it on to hear it being read. So we put it on all the TVs in school, and 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 we all got to sit there and watch the verdict being read, which I remember also. Not understanding why it took so long. Be like, oh, we got a verdict. Now it's like everybody's got to go in the courtroom. You got to make all these speeches and, you know, hand hand the envelope over to this person, hand it over to this person. Then the court reporter's got to read it. It's like, Jesus. It's procedured <laughs> metal. Yeah, well, that uh, was my first okay. dose of procedure for a courtroom. Okay, wait. How did your um, teacher react? Actually, everybody in the school cheered. Really? Yeah. Every, I mean, I could hear cheers down the hallway. I mean, I was just like, yeah, whatever. I didn't care one way or the other. 
Well, yeah, I you know, I was. I mean, it's weird. How do you root for? So I want to root for him to not be guilty. It's like that's really? weird. Okay. Well, I'll move on to some more news. All right. So Suicide Squad going through some reshoots. Oh. Media reports are saying to add more humor. However, nothing official on why they're doing reshoots. Does that my get? My guess is they're doing reshoots to push for an R rating. At least that's what I'm hoping for. You see, I, I'd be kind of worried about that. I think they might be seeing the um, uh, results, and they're like, this might not be what we th- hope it was, and it might bomb. And anytime there are reshoots this late, you kind of have to worry. No, I agree. I mean, we don't know how, you know, what kind of reshoots they are, what characters yeah. they involved or not involved. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll but... see what happens. I'm still optimistic. Hopefully, um, it can um erase uh, um uh, some of the um uh, disdain that Batman versus Superman had. Because yeah. if it's more jokes and more humor, that's a good thing. Because that's sort of what they need to compete with Batman versus Superman, which was largely humorless. Yep. Uh, Tuesday night, April twelfth. Set your DVRs. Jimmy Kimmel Live is going to debut the Doctor Strange trailer. Yay. Benedict Cumberbatch. Did you see the photo, by the way, from uh, that's out there? It's yes. making its rounds of of Benedict in his Doctor Strange outfit buying comic books. Yes. I, I that's love him. That's pretty he's, badass. He's one, of, he's one of my favorite actors. I like him. But, I mean, I just love that photo. He's in a comic book store in costume. Other people are in there buying comic books, and he's in costume just casually looking at comics. I love it. He is love a, it. He's a great guy. I love him. And uh, finally, I'll say this. Uh, I'm a big fan of The Kingsman. I liked that movie. It I thought it was fun. cool. It was a- Matthew Vaughn directing the sequel. It's coming out. It's called The Golden Circle. The poster for it was released. And the poster is teasing that Colin Firth's character may be returning. Oh, good. So we could see Harry Hart's back. But I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. And mm-hmm. We've got more coming up uh, next week. As promised, I'm going to talk Hardcore Henry. Got to go see that. That looks awesome. A live-action first-person shooter movie. Yeah, I mean, I, you, remember, just, you remember Doom tried to do that a little bit when the Doom movie came out, but a full-length movie just like that? Gotta go see I, it. I give them, if nothing else, I give them credit for trying to be And it's rated R, so it's, I mean, come on, it's gotta be awesome. There's gonna be naked girls in it from a first-person view? Alright, I'm ready for that. We're gonna, I'll have a full recap of that and a review next week. Well, we're going to finish Daredevil. We're going to recap that next week and more. This has been the Hillcrest Duo. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Metal John at Metal John Radio on Twitter. I am Brad Risto at Outsider Brad on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in.